listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast with host John Pimba and James Grande. Happy New Year, FA Nation. John Pemba here with James Grande bringing you today's Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast uh, for the 10-game New Year's Day slate, uh, kicking 2021 off with a bang. James, how you doing? Happy New Year, first and foremost, John, and Happy New Year to all of FA Nation. Um, I'm doing well, man. Kicking back today, relaxing with the family, going to get some lunch now that that stimulus check hit the bank account. But, you know, um, other than that, nothing much. And uh, looking forward to another big year with the family um, and the the basketball family specifically. Yeah, we've, I mean, listen, everybody listening here obviously knows this already, but like we're off to a really good start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're 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 on the cusp of really taking down some some tournaments here. I've been loving seeing the screenshots that you're posting on Twitter, posting in chat. Let's keep that going. Uh, you know, I love the community. Uh, you know, that's one of my favorite things about being a part of Fantasy Alarm and FA Nation and the family uh, is I honestly feel like our chat, our chat rooms are almost as good as the content itself. Like you guys are, yep. everybody there is smart. Everybody understands the game. They're asking fantastic questions. There are times where we're picking up things from you. So, like, that means we're doing a great job uh, as well. We're just going to keep that rolling into the new year. And I'm telling you, this is just going to be big as we continue to grow the product. Uh, And, James, let's start off great here. Like I said, Monster 10-game slate, a ton of stars on this slate, a lot of pay-up options. There is some value. There's a lot of injuries to get to. There's a crazy game with a 240 total in it. Like 245. Be, don't short 245. it. 245. I, I don't want to shortchange it. Uh, 245. Of course, we're talking about Atlanta, Brooklyn. Uh, these two teams played two games ago, or two nights ago, rather, uh, and dropped 286 points in that game. So uh, just a wild slate that we're going to have on our hands. Uh, kicks off at 7 o'clock, and then we get the late-night hammer of Portland-Golden State, which... You know, a few years ago, we would have been drooling all over that. We'll see which Golden State team shows up tonight, but uh, it's going to be a good one. So why don't we just uh, jump off and let it go in the point guard position here, James. Uh, Luka Doncic on FanDuel is the top-priced guard. Over on DraftKings, he is the second-priced guard. Um, But Russell Westbrook not playing today, so we're going to rule him out. Uh, So Luka is actually the top-priced guard on DraftKings as well. Struggling, though, a little bit, Luka, this year. Uh, to kick it off. How are you feeling about him in this matchup? Now, you know, Dallas has been in back-to-back blowout games, one on the winning side, one on the losing side. Now they have Miami, you know, not a team we generally like playing guards against. You know, what are your what are your opinions on Luki here? Yeah, I don't know. And it's been a blowout three straight games. So we really just, the jury's still out. Obviously, we love Luka. Obviously, he's one of the most special players we have in the NBA, but... I don't know if we want to go here. I think in tournaments it's fine, but Jimmy Butler is slated to return, so he could see some Butler defense. That could be an annoyance. Um, But then again, like Miami hasn't looked great, John, so it's not like I fully expect this to be another blowout. Um, In terms of Vegas, it's only a one-point spread in favor of Miami, even though they're on the road. So like in a tournament, it's fine, but we have a lot of options, Um, and I think there's a couple guys below Luca that I would prefer in cash, um, and even really just prefer in general. But definitely in tournaments, because um, we know there's seventy point upside. We know there's a triple double looming. 
Um, so definitely keep him in your player pool, but I don't think he is the top play of the, of the slate. Okay, yeah, so we're, we're talking about other guards that are on this slate. Uh, we mentioned Westbrook's going to be out due to rest. Uh, Steph Curry it has that late-night hammer game against Portland. You know, Steph has slowly started to pick it up. We saw him tear apart uh, your Chicago Bulls the other night against Detroit, 34 minutes. He dropped another 30 bomb uh, on them. Fantasy points-wise, 55-44. You know, he really only had the one-down game against Milwaukee, which, you know, wasn't really a, a good game for them. Now, how confident are we in Steph sort of starting to turn it around? I mean, Ubre and Wiggins in this group can't play this bad forever. I think eventually they got to get it rolling, no? Yeah, and they have played a little better. It's correlated with Curry. It's Curry not having to do literally every single thing on the court. So, yeah, I think he's fine um, for all formats. I, I'm okay with playing him in cash. I'm also okay with going to Lillard on the flip side of this game uh, in tournaments. He looked really bad again. Uh, against the Clippers, he's been bad in three of four. But we know this is one of the premier scorers in the league. We know there's a 50-burger. We could see a 50 against this Golden State defense, who is very poor. So um, I think Lillard and Curry from this game. Trey Young is a, is priced up at 10-1 on DraftKings. He's another guy who, you know, 350, 350 pieces already, John. I, I don't know if he's the, – the free throws have been crazy for Trey Young. Um 12 of 14, 15 of 17, 15 of 15, and 14 of 16. Um, so clearly just attacking, attacking, attacking. Which is what we want, too. Like, I, right. he's a great three-point shooter. But if he's now giving you, like, we, and I've compared him a few times already to Harden in terms of usage. But, like, those are Harden-like free throw numbers. Mm-hmm. So, and, and so, like, if he's going to start playing like that, where he's attacking, but he also gives you 40% from the arc as well, like, his scoring ability is absolutely insane and the assists have been there. He doesn't give you much of anything else, you know, like zero blocks and zero steals in the year. I'm not expecting blocks. It would be nice for him as a point guard to give us some steal upside maybe, but it, you know, it's not there. The rebounds have been okay. I don't think he's ever going to be a triple double threat, which I think keeps him from being a hard and a Westbrook or Luca, but like as like that next tier where he can drop 40 actual with, you know, maybe 10 assists, like, no, I, I agree with you. Like, for the price that he's at at 97 uh, on FanDuel, on DraftKings, he's priced up at uh, 10-1. I don't know if I'm paying 10-1 for him on DraftKings when, you know, Kyrie Irving is $9,300 on both yeah. states. Um, and Kyrie had a terrible shooting night the other night, terrible, uh, and still finished with 41 fantasy points. He had 25, uh, 2 and 6 uh, but just look at his first half production. I think he was like one for 10, one for 11 shooting. I, I you know, Kyrie, if you're talking about dropping a 50 burger, like Kyrie has that potential. Um, and I feel like I trust him maybe a little bit more at that price at 9,300 um, to get me, you know, over the top than, than Trey in the spot. I, I don't know if you agree or disagree there. Um, I think I agree. We loved Kyrie in the spot when they faced each other two days ago. So there's no reason not to love him again. Um, but I do think you mentioned, I mean, Trey could go for 50 actual and it wouldn't surprise anyone, especially if guys like Gallinari, Hunter, um, all sit. So I get that going 800 savings. I think a lot of people do that, but I would say to be contrarian, maybe go up to Trey and, and spend the 10 one in, in a tournament. And uh, just to be different, uh, different variations of your, on your lineup construction. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, what other mid-tier guards are you taking a look at? I mean, obviously, DeJounte Murray. We can't say 
enough good things about this kid um, now that he's getting time. The the caveat is Derek White is returning, and um, Derek White has been a pretty good player for the Spurs team the last couple of years. We don't think the minutes take a big hit. We think Lonnie Walker's minutes will, but um, definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, I, Jamal Murray is expected to play, and he's expected to play, with. and there's no Michael Porter. So Murray has seen over a 2% usage bump with Mur- uh, Porter off the floor this year, 2.6% to be exact, and he's averaging 1.15 fantasy points a minute with um, Porter off the floor. I think it's a really good opportunity to get him in tournaments. Um, you always talk about Devontae Graham, and I would rather continue to talk about Terry Rozier for just $400 more, but um, Rozier has been pretty consistent. There's been a 30-point floor and we've seen a 60-point ceiling. So uh, those are just some of the mid-tier guards uh, that I would look at. I'm just, like, scrolling down. Uh, I see a couple guys that you probably like in the 5K range. I know before we hopped on air, you talked you talked about Derrick Rose. Um, why do you like Derrick Rose? I mean, I know, but, like, maybe the people don't know that there is a question mark in that Detroit backcourt going into yeah. this slate. So, so Killian Hayes is questionable to play today. Um, and, you know, Rose uh, has already, you know, played 30 minutes in a game this season. You know, that was something where we didn't think we were going to see played 33 against Cleveland. I think that was the overtime game, but it's still good to know that he, you know, if they need him to go that, that right. amount, like he can get on the floor for that. Um, because if Killian Hayes is out, they're going to need some help at that point guard depth. Uh, yeah, they could use some, you know, Dillon Wright, but, uh, you know, 26 minutes in, the, in two of the other three games that he's played this season, uh, 33 and 31 fantasy points against Minnesota Golden State. Uh, he's only $5,700. We know he's a usage monster when he's on the floor. Um, for, you know, for me, if you're looking for a mid-tier play, the scoring upside is there. Boston guards again, um, you know, outside of Marcus Smart, they're going Jeff Teague, they're going rookie Peyton Pritchard, like, you know, there's an opportunity here for Rose, even if he doesn't start but comes off the bench still, um, to be productive. And then, again, those are numbers with Killian Hayes active. So right. if Hayes ends up sitting, there's 20 minutes to go around. You know, yes, they, they could spread that out a little bit differently, but I know that Rose is at the very least locked in for 26 minutes. And he's a, he's a guy that, again, I think can give you decent little upside uh, at $5,700. So, um, yeah, I'm a fan of him. And, and what's his DraftKings price? Let me see. 59 59. So 57 on FanDuel, 59 on DraftKings. Uh, like I said, in two of the three games that weren't overtime games, he gave you over 30 fantasy points, which is more than 5x, 59, and 57. So right. um, that's what we're looking for. You know, with GBPs, we're looking for that 5, 6, 7x sort of upside. And, and Rose for sure uh, has that. So, you know, I like him a lot uh, in that mid tier spot there. Um, are you going back to Tyus Jones at all? I didn't go to Tyus Jones in the first place. So. Well, I well ownership did though. People, <sighs> but he only he only played twenty two minutes in that game. Now Boston blew them out of the water. Right. Um, wasn't a close game, but Tyus isn't like a a huge output guard. He's just someone that's going to get a lot of minutes. In thirty four minutes against Brooklyn, he gave you twenty six fantasy points. You know, I, I'm mostly bringing him up to see if we can just rule him out, right? Because it is Charlotte, and guards against Charlotte have been going off this year. I don't want to go here. I don't think we need to, um, considering, I mean, 
Ish Smith, if we if he does if Westbrook definitely sits, which he's not officially ruled out, but we suspect he would be. Um, there's Ish and there's Raul Meadow at the value tier. There's just better value with those guys than going to someone like Tyus Jones, who, like you said, there's not a lot of offensive output there. So, do we need to go there? I just I don't feel the need desire on a ten game slate to go there. I would rather just save what uh almost two thousand dollars and play Raul Neto who torched the magic for twenty two five four and three and forty fantasy points and he's thirty four hundred dollars in a good spot against Minnesota. So like it just doesn't feel like you need to go to Tyus Jones who's not like exciting. I'd rather just spend two hundred dollars more for a Lamelo ball who went for forty four fantasy points. Are you tr- are you trusting Lamelo ball after his breakout game? I mean it's Twenty nine minutes. It was a blowout, you know. That that has a lot to do with it, I think. But I mean, we also know that he is capable of stuffing the stat sheet. So you know, he's he's Lonzo, basically. You know, it's a tournament only play, and it's not like I'm not like I don't have like this strong desire to play him. But when we're comparing value guards down here, I would I prefer the upside Lamelo has shown us than Tyus Jones has showed us. So. Like, if we're talking about value, I would rather play LaMelo. Um, I'd rather play Rubio. I'd rather play some of these guys than Tyus Jones. I just, I really just don't want to force myself into something where he's not going to shoot. He's okay passer. He's an okay defender. Um, it's just not something that I'm, like, interested in today. All right, that's fine. Um, going down a little bit further, again, large slate here. Raw Nato break, broke the slate when he started the other day. Um, do you think as a starter that he does it again? He played 21 minutes against Chicago yesterday, 30 fancy points, 32 minutes against Orlando when he started 41, $4,500 on FanDuel and over on DraftKings, NATO's priced out at $3,400 as a shooting guard point guard. Do you go back here? Uh, yeah. Yep. I That's do. It. Just, yep. All right. Well, I, I, Kind of, I, I might have broken him down already, and it's cool, you know. We're all doing different things, but uh, yeah, uh, Raul Nato, the definitely the best value at point guard um, in this tier. I don't think there's really any competition, and he's something if he's starting, I, I'm going to jam into my lineups. All right, no problem. Yeah, you know what? Sometimes we're doing these things. You get a message, you answer the message, you come back, you miss a James says. That happens to me all the time. Uh, not not a huge deal. Any other value then you find on the slate? Not a point guard. Would you play Peyton Pritchard? I w- I would not play Peyton Pritchard. It uh, seems like a mistake. I'll leave I'll leave you I'll leave it to you to play Peyton listen, Pritchard. Listen, all I'm saying is the last three games has been twenty twenty three and a half and nineteen point nine uh, Fanduel points, and he's still thirty seven hundred dollars. So uh, you know for, we're what's Raul Nato on Fanduel? Uh, Forty five. You're finding the 800 to go to Raul Nato. Okay, uh, listen, I agree the upside there, but he's 3700 purchased $3,700 on DraftKings as well. So, you know, if you're really looking for a 10-game slate, like, sub-4K value, I think that his role is is enough to uh, to get there. Plus, he plays blow-up minutes, too, a little bit. So if that ends up uh, end up being the case, worth considering. All right, let's Definitely go to shoot block. Definitely a chance at a block, because Detroit is trash. Right. Uh, Bradley Beal, 9,500. Um, yep. you know, no Russell Westbrook, right? Just a guy we want. Yep. Uh, lock and load. Lock and load. Lock and load. 
Uh, DBR in a matchup we just saw him in against the Lakers dropped 42 and 36 minutes. Yeah, I think it's pretty close to a lock and load. Is LaMarcus Aldridge... What is the status of LaMarcus Aldridge? Why is he... Is he only a center on DK now? He is. Uh, Aldridge is a power forward only on FanDuel, and he is questionable with a knee. Yeah, I mean, I would like it more, I think, if... Aldridge sat, but I think DDR is fine. Was it a blowout against New Orleans? Do you have this, their, their schedule up at all by chance? Um, they they, against the Pelicans. They, no, they own, it was a three-point loss. So did he get hurt in that game then? Is that what's going on here? The Aldridge? Aldridge? Yeah. Played he, 20 minutes against the Pelicans, then he misses the Lakers game. It's questionable to knee now. So yeah, he, he may be dealing with a legit injury. It's not like a knee slash rest day. Um, let's see. It doesn't say all they they're talking about the knee injury being a possibility of the abbreviated workload. So I suspect that it what had to do with the knee. Gotcha. Um, Jimmy Butler probable to play missed the last couple of games. Fresh Jimmy Butler against Dallas, eighty one hundred dollars on Fanduel. Doesn't that just feel a little like we need forty out of Butler? Doesn't that feel Similar to like what we've been saying about Devin Booker being priced in the mid eights, like it just well, feels too pricey to me. So my my one thing with Booker and is that he doesn't give you anything else besides scoring. You know, Butler was starting at point guard. He had seven steals on opening night. I'm not saying he's gonna get seven steals against Dallas, but like you know, he he you know in the game he played against the Pelicans in which he got hurt four six and five in 16 minutes, like. He was on his way to a triple double, you know, and at that at that rate. So I'm okay with playing Butler. And on DraftKings, he's seventy eight hundred dollars. I mean, assuming there's no limitations here, I th- I think that he's one of my favorite values in terms of you know fantasy upside at that cost. I'll give you I'll give you that. That's it. Like I know seven points. steals is unrealistic, but he is a guy that tends to get steals. Right, I mean, he's his defensive. Maybe that makes him more of a Fanduel play. I know he's like cheaper on DraftKings, but maybe yeah, that couple, makes him more of a couple hundred bucks cheaper on DraftKings. Yeah, so maybe maybe we go for the steal upside or the defensive metric upside and play him on Fanduel as opposed to um, DraftKings. I think like I'm looking at guys at shooting guard. Like we talked about Beal, I love Jalen Brown again. I know he's 8100, but. He's a, he's a small forward over on, on FanDuel. Yeah, so. it, Butler's a small forward on DK. Like, they're just positions yeah. are everywhere. Um, right. Like, Levine, without marking in here, the usage rate is Do you, do you worry about, about the, the... The back-to-back? Not um, the back-to-back, but also the matchup. I mean, those, you know, outside of Tyler Hero, obviously, like, the, the Heat shooters had a, had a tough time there against Milwaukee. I just think that there's going to be so much usage for Levine here and Kobe White that if the shot starts falling like we could really see a big GPP um, upside type game that we saw um, against Golden State the second or the third game of the year so I get it and I'm not like disputing that fact but I think marketing off the floor presents so much opportunity for Levine um but like, there's also De- Demarcus or DeAndre Demarcus Russell. 
Uh, D'Angelo Russell at 7,500, who's underwhelmed, but he gets Washington in a, a pace-up spot. There's Wiggins, who, again, 39 and 49 fancy points the last two games. So I think there's like some really good plays under Levine and under Butler that we could just look to um, if you don't want to play either of those guys. If, if the reasons that I'm scared of Butler scare you, go play them. If the reasons that John's scared of Levine, go play the other guys because there's some really good mid-tier options here. I agree with you. I think there is a lot of good mid-tier options here. Um, you know, you you kind of you crapped on Devontae Graham, but he's a shooting guard on FanDuel. He's $6,100. I still, one of these days, man, one of these days is a shot drop. I'm telling if you. If you play him every day, you won't miss. For, <laughs> you won't miss on the big day, you know? So, like... That's how I feel. Like, he's he's, I mean... You talked about Donovan, like all these guys you've mentioned before, like Donovan Mitchell shooting poorly. One of these days it's going to pop. Like, like to me, Graham fits into that category. <laughs> like he's one of these days, the shot's going to drop. He was too good of a scorer last year to be a, a sub 30, sub 40% shooter uh, this season. I just, I just feel, I just feel it. It's one of these days it's going to come. Um, point guard only over on uh, DraftKings at 66, uh, 61 on FanDuel. Um did you mention Dennis Schroeder yet? I, I have try... not. Nope, yeah. I have not. Okay, good. I want to make sure. I didn't think so, but, you know, again, my hearing sometimes trails a little bit. Uh, you know, we just saw this matchup against San Antonio. We gave us another really strong game. You know, I, I have no problem going back to the well. They don't move his price. He's 6200 again on FanDuel. Um, on DraftKings, Schroeder's price is 67 So, you know, they did give him finally a bump over there. I still think you can play him, though. Like, Schroeder's usage and minutes and role, like – 15 and 16 shots in back-to-back games. We love attacking the Spurs at the guard spot. You know, are you, are you weary about Schroeder at all? No, and I think there's actually a chance LeBron sits today because he hasn't sat yet. So um, he's questionable. It's not his birthday anymore, or is it? You know, maybe he's been celebrating for the last three days, and he's like, yeah, you know, too much wine the last couple nights. So um, he's a good play that becomes an elite play if LeBron sits. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you on that if, if LeBron sits there. Um, trying to think. You know, we talked about all the injuries with Atlanta. Um, you know, there's a potential uh, already ruled out. You know, Rajon Rondo, Danilo Gallinari, Hunter's questionable. Um, you know, what do you think about a guy like Kevin Horder at shooting guard 4K? He's been coming off the bench, uh, you know, but prior to the game, the last game against Brooklyn where they had the full cavalry available to them, 27, 26, and 26 minutes off that bench. And could see an expanded role today. Only $4,000 on FanDuel again. I think that's the kicker because he didn't play a lot of minutes last game. I probably would rather play Bogdanovich, but I think Herter's fine for tournaments. He's a lot cheaper. Um, I think he's still third for me amongst the wings. Um, Like if Hunter and... uh, If Hunter sat, because Gallinari's already out, I'd probably rank them Bogdanovich, Reddish, Herter would probably be the, the order I would rank them. Where are you with Avery Bradley with Jimmy Butler being back? I don't I don't know if we go there. I know he's cheap and he played 30 minutes and he shot the ball well again. He's been very good, but he's only been very good in the games in which Butler left with an injury and then didn't yes. play. <laughs> right. So, yeah. you know, like that's my that's where my question is, but like also, you know, Spolster's a smart coach. Avery right. Bradley is a veteran player that's won championships 
that is healthy and producing the way Avery Bradley has produced at his sort of peak a little bit. You know, like we're not getting the elite rebounding numbers we did with Boston. We've talked about this now for like four years, but he's giving you steals. He's giving you double digit scoring production. You know, we can hit the three. You know, I, I think it would be interesting if all of a sudden they just cut him, but I also don't know where the minutes would come from. So like, you know, that, I guess that's where we take maybe a wait and see approach on Bradley, but um, you know, he's, he's been very productive in the time that he's been on the floor. Yeah, I like I think he's okay, but I I think we're going to find better value um at other positions that we don't need to go to Avery Bradley here. And you know, we both been on the Avery Bradley bandwagon this right. year, so. Um here's one possibly for you. Grayson Allen out today. Desmond Bain played 31 minutes against Boston. Now again, a lot of blowout run there, but Allen had been starting. Bain, $3,700 on FanDuel. John Conacher's $3,800 on FanDuel. Those are the two primary beneficiaries, it looks like, um, to the Grayson Allen injury there. Um, Bain over on DraftKings is $3,700. Conacher is $3,200. I'm adding an extra vowel to Conacher's name, but that's fine. Uh, You know, do you have an opinion on either of those two here against Charlotte? Yeah, I think Bain's a pretty good play, and you mentioned that he played 31 minutes in a blowout. Well, he played 24 post-John Morant injury in the Brooklyn game. So he's been in the rotation. He was in, played 22 and against Atlanta, too. So he's been in the rotation for three games now. So I will be playing some Desmond Bain in tournaments. Probably not cash, unless we, like, find out he's starting. But um, tournaments, uh, solid play. Yeah, I agree with you again. Just looking for value on this 10-game slate, uh, he's somebody that I think has to at least jump out. And, and knowing that, you know, Memphis this year invested a first-round pick in them. Now, yep, it was the end of the first round. But, you know, use the first-round pick uh, on Desmond Bain and love seeing that he got the uh, got the run there. Uh, let's jump on over to the small forward position on FanDuel again. We have LeBron. You mentioned that he's questionable um, to play. He hasn't sat yet. He did have a huge game on his birthday against San Antonio, 48 fantasy points. Um, top 10-4. Uh, so again, if he plays, he's probably a, a guy that we're going to take a look at. Uh, Kawhi on FanDuel is under $10,000 at 98. Uh, came back from his couple game absence and put up a typical Kawhi game of 54 fantasy points in 30 minutes. He's up against Utah, who's on a back-to-back there. Uh, and then Kevin Durant on FanDuel, $9,400. Uh, did exactly what we figured he would do against Atlanta, and that was take them apart. 33-11. I don't think I expended the eight assists, but he got eight assists, a block and a steal for 60 fantasy points. He finally got a price bump up on DraftKings. Uh, that's your 9K and above tier on FanDuel. Um, you know, how would you rank those guys? Oh, Durant one, and then like significantly lower Kawhi LeBron. Durant is in the 245 total. Right. So um he's still not more he's still not expensive enough for I mean, we're talking about maybe like before his injury the league's best player so like i'm gonna go to kevin durant as the top dog there lebron's only hit 5x at this price once and Kawhi only 9200 on dk um 52 fancy points in 30 minutes that's crazy so uh i'll go durant Kawhi, lebron i like that again it's hard to ignore that uh that matchup there um, 
Gordon Hayward led the world down the other day against Dallas. <laughs> <He did. laughs> um, but now, no, a, a, I guess more favorable bounce back spot here against Memphis potentially. Um, eighty one hundred dollars on Fanduel is, you know, the price is jumping on Gordon Hayward here. He's seventy one on DraftKings, where I think that's much more reasonable. Uh, below him, Jalen Brown, you mentioned as a shooting guard, seventy nine hundred on Fanduel as a small forward. Uh, Brown on DraftKings, like we said, is priced at $8,100 as a shooting guard small forward on DraftKings coming off his monster game. Uh, those That's sort of the above 7K tier on FanDuel. Do you have a, you know, chase the Brown points, go with Gordon Hayward on the bounce back? Uh, how do you figure them? Uh, I think they're both in play. I'm definitely chasing the Gordon Hayward bounce back because it's Memphis, and Memphis is a poor defensive unit. Um, Hayward still took 16 shots in that game, you know, so it's not like he wasn't shooting. Um, they just weren't falling and the peripheral stats were still there. Still had seven rebounds, still had three assists and a steal. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go right back to the well with Hayward. And I'm also going to go back to the well in, in with Brown. I think Brown's more of a tournament play at this price. Uh, 8,100. We're really playing for upside here, but I think both of them are, are firmly in play. Um, and do you mention Middleton or no? Um, I we didn't did talk about Middleton. He's yeah. a small forward only on DK. Yeah, I went past him a little bit on when we were going over shooting guard where he is on FanDuel. Um, again, the matchup for me is slightly concerning. The Bulls just aren't a good team, and they're on you the think road. This is a you think this is a blowout? I, I do. I, I think this is a blowout. I, I, I worry a little bit now. In the blowout against Miami, where they won by 40, Milton still smashed, right? I mean, like, yeah. it, it, he's a guy that is just really coming to his own. Uh, but it's a 14 and a half 14 point and half, Yeah, I was just looking at the same thing. So, like, that definitely tilts me a little bit. You know, tournaments like, only. Tournaments only. Yeah, you would have to, you would probably be game stacking maybe a little bit here yeah. and hoping that it's one of those rare games where, like, they were 15 point favorites against the Knicks and they lost. So, like, you know, Milwaukee occasionally has those odd letdown games. Um, Jeremy Grant is a small forward, and he's your boy, I think, this year. You've been talking a lot about him. The minutes there, concussion for Blake Griffin, 27, 27, and 28 actual points in three straight games for Grant. He's giving you rebounds. The block numbers have been there. You know, only $6,700. You know, the matchup maybe is the real question against Boston. Um, you know, if he's going to be up against Tatum. You know, Daniel Tice, uh, not Daniel Tice, Tristan Thompson is expected to be back in this game. So, you know, that shifts guys down. He could be up against Tice as a small as a power forward. You know, how are you feeling about a guy like Jeremy Grant in this spot? Without Blake Griffin on the floor this year, Jeremy Grant, 25.4% usage, 1.46 fantasy points per minute. So um, there's really nothing bad to say about the guy. You mentioned he's scoring a lot of points. He is playing a lot of minutes, and he's doing it peripherally. He has a block in every game, like, there's nothing bad you could say. The only problem is, do, does Detroit keep it close? That's ultimately the question. I don't know if they do. If we see the version of Boston that we saw, yes, against Memphis, but if we see that again, I don't think they keep this game close. And because of that, I just tend to lean on Grant in tournaments only. Fair enough. Uh, a little bit further down, we have Kyle Anderson, the guy I just absolutely despise. Uh, not a surprise to anybody. They will let, he would have let you down against Boston. Uh, that said, still 9-4, 9 in a block. No Grayson Allen. Doesn't really move the needle in terms of usage, but just another guy that's off the floor for them. 
Um, $6,400 on FanDuel. It's a good price for him. I'm not going to sit here and continue to hate on a guy who at least keeps producing. Uh, when he eventually turns back into what he was, then I'll start going back and back in on him. But, you know, three straight games of triple of double-digit shot attempts, which is what we're looking for out of him. He's shooting the three. You know, I- I'll ease up a little bit on my hate for Kyle Anderson. What are your thoughts on him against Charlotte? I mean, if he plays his normal allotment of minutes, which was 36, 37 the games before, he probably double-doubles. Um, it just wasn't a competitive game, and he came off the floor, so... I think he's fine for tournaments. Another tournament play for me. Um, and you mentioned that the shot attempts have been nice. I think like a, a really nice cash game play in this next tier is Mikel Bridges. I think we just lock him into cash. I don't think a lot of people play him, but 31, 26, 36, 22, 32. So he's gone for less than 26 fantasy points once, which is 5X at this current evaluation. Um, I love him in cash. And I think... Uh, tournament pivot is Will Barton with Michael Porter Jr. officially ruled out. Will Barton averaging 0.95 fantasy points per minute with I'm, Porter I'm, off the floor. I'm definitely liking Barton. Um, Barton is $5,000 on draft. Fantasy yeah, that's, that's a steal. Well, I mean, they couldn't, you don't, you know, he's been like that. Like him and Porter have been priced like that. You can't predict the Porter being out and right. all that stuff. You know, the minutes for DK. Barton. Yeah, the minutes for Barton been turning down to 22, 21 the last couple games for him as well. But you got to think he's going to be back up into that you know, 30 plus minute range mm-hmm. uh, as a starter. So good value on him there. Uh, do we think miles bridges is something, you know, again, since the last couple of games, 27 and 29 minutes, the minutes are on the rise for him, you know, absolutely a monster game for him out of, out of him against Dallas, 16 rebounds, not likely to see, but, He's got two blocks in three straight games. He had a steal in the three straight to open, you know, so he's giving you those peripheral numbers. And I mean, I like Miles Bridges. He's a, I think he's a very good player. I don't know. It's unfortunate that Gordon Hayward arrived in Charlotte because I really think yeah. it stunted what would have been a breakout year for him. But I feel like they're, they should be figuring out that maybe their starting lineup should be, you know, Rosier, Graham, Hayward, Bridges, Washington, right? Like right. maybe that should be their go-to. That was exactly what I was going to say. Maybe that we should uh, start considering a new lineup and maybe start Bismack when in matchups like this where there's a Jonas Valanciunas on, on the other side. But uh, Washington's a big dude. He can handle he can handle himself. I mean, I prefer Mikel in cash, and I prefer Miles in tournaments. Probably where I where I stand because they're priced yeah. Yeah, they're priced exactly the, the same. They're both fifty seven hundred. Don't click the wrong bridges. They're both fifty seven hundred. And both are M bridges on uh, yeah, on DK. If you, if you do click the wrong bridges, like it could be okay. It's yeah, not it like, could be fine. It's not, it's not like putting in the wrong Adrian Peterson in football. <laughs> right. You know, like things things right. like that could change. Um, Kelly Oubre small bounce backs the last couple of games, just like slightly thirty <laughs> fantasy points in back to back games. Any interest there? Yeah, I actually played him uh, in that trick game. The only problem is the Portland wing defenders are right. where that's their strength like the Derek jones juniors of the world and the robert covington's of the world that's where they're strongest defensively that'll be my only pullback um but you love to see the steals continue to go the way they've gone you love to see five plus rebounds and you love to see the fact he actually made a three so um <laughs> yeah for tournaments Ubre's is fine but like a hundred dollars cheaper i just play the bridges you know right Bogdan, Bogdan's 5,400 on FanDuel. 
I he's fifty four on DK, and I I like him quite a bit. And he, I like I like him in this role where he'll start the game on the bench, and the first when he checks in, he's like the guy for them. And then he plays alongside Trey Young, and he hits six threes, you know, because Trey Young is setting him up all game. So um, I really like this role as the six man for him. I think it suits him nicely. And if there's no DeAndre Hunter, that only um, increases my love here in this spot. So yeah, I think Bogdan's a nice play for. I'm I'm willing to say all formats. I don't know if you. Yeah, think no, he's you... he's an all formats play. Yep. Bogdan for me is always a cash game guy for, yep. for my liking, but with tournament upside. Yeah, he has tournament upside. Exactly. He's he's one of those guys that if he hits the shots, he pops. Um, you mentioned again, sort of same, along the same lines. Cam Reddish has been playing a lot of minutes this year. Mm-hmm. You know, he's another guy that's very inconsistent with giving you across the board production. So his fantasy point totals tend to fluctuate. But now three or four games, at least twenty-seven fantasy points in them. Only forty-six hundred dollars on FanDuel. Uh, DraftKings Reddish is priced up at forty-seven hundred dollars. Again, Brooklyn matchup. We just saw him in where he had twenty-seven, twenty actual points scored in that game as well. Love seeing ten free throw attempts. Get get him to the hole. Um, is nice to see there. So um, again, lack of depth there. No Gallinari. No Rondo. Possibly no no Hunter. You know, Reddish is another guy that's cheap. Where you know, before we jumped on this podcast, James, I said I think the way to go. If you want to play that uh, Atlanta Nets game, is to not play like Trey Young and John Collins. Though Collins smash, and I think Collins is great, but play the value for Atlanta and pay up for the stars on Brooklyn. Yeah, I think that's a good approach. Honestly, I, I do. I think that's a, a solid approach. Um, I would still, I still remain the same in the way I ranked them earlier. I would go Bogdanovich Reddish quarter in terms of like these but if if you throw deandre hunter into the mix i would probably put hunter ahead of reddish oh, hunter is the cheapest of them all he's 4200 on, on, on FanDuel. how is it possible i don't know he's played 30 minutes in three straight games he's giving you you know largely production across the board you know double digit points in all the games rebounds the last three games eight six and three at least three assists in three straight games we know he is capable of giving you some steals and blocks. You know, it's very been inconsistent this year to this point, but I'm with you at $4,200. If you're looking for a punt, that's going to play a bunch of minutes in a game that could go for 280 points again, like hundreds of guy you want in your lineup, especially no Gallinari, no Ron. Like, again, these guys are out. They're not playing. So the shots are there. Yeah. I don't understand why he's 4,200. That doesn't make a, what's his DraftKings price. He's 5,200 and he's, so he's 600 or 500 more than Reddish. He's 600 more than Horter and he's 200 cheaper than Bogdanovich. And I'd just play, I'd play Bogdan over Hunter and DraftKings, but on FanDuel, you're getting a thousand dollars off. You just, you, you put him in, you play him. I think, I think if you're looking for value, that's, that's going to be a way you're going to go. Um, is Otto Porter back? What's what's uh Otto Porter had 29 and 12 yesterday. I know. And he played 29 minutes in the, in the game prior to that. Now both against Washington, maybe that says less about Washington than, uh, <laughs> than anything, but. Well, no marketing, right? No marketing opened Is up he the door play like this on a back to back though. Cause they have, that's, that's the issue. He played 21 in the second leg of a back to back against gold state, but you also got to consider the minutes were limited to start the year. So I guess wait, that's kind of like a wait and see, right? Because there's also a guy in the bulls that's only 3,500. That's, that's going to be 
one of the better values of the slate that returned yesterday. So, I mean, I would say wait and see. Do you wait think and that see he returns, though, and plays minutes on a back-to-back? Well, Cat's had the bag of Stadius Young. He had, like, a leg infection, so it wasn't, like, an, a serious injury. Okay. Um, also, I think you could probably play Patrick Williams in a tournament if, you, if you're predicting blowout, because Patrick Williams will definitely be in the lineup for a lot of the, the time. I know he hasn't been great since opening night, but... Um, if you're predicting blowout, I think Patrick Williams could be in play. No marketing, possibly no Porter, just theorizing that he could sit on a back-to-back or play less. And if you think blowout, Patrick Williams is your guy. Talk to me about Josh Jackson. I don't know. I'm, I'm indifferent. I like him entering the starting lineup. I don't love 5,200, but at the same token, we've seen 19, 27, and, 20, and 17 actual points in three of the four games. We've seen six-plus rebounds in three of the four. We've seen a steal in... All four every games, game, a steal in every game and a block in the last three. It's it's hard to dismiss that stuff, but does he get Marcus Smart here? Um, even if he well, doesn't, he sees yeah, Jalen Brown. Brown, Jason Tatum. Right. Like, I mean, he, <sighs> there's does, a little bit of a revenge game in play here, though, James. I'm, I'm sure you're aware of the story with Jackson and the Celtics on draft day. Um, basically. Uh, the Celtics were were interested in actually drafting Josh Jackson. Jackson had Danny Ainge fly across the country to work him out and then decided then he didn't want to play for the Celtics. Uh, Boston then drafted Jalen Brown. So, yeah, that, that was uh, not the worst decision that the Celtics have made because uh, they've made a lot of them in drafting recently. But um, Tatum and Brown are not... Not bad decisions. I don't not know. Bad, not bad decisions, but that's the uh, that's the Josh Jackson Celtics uh, narrative there. Um, I don't. I don't know. I'm fifty two hundred. That narrative is not. Uh, he's forty. Not he's forty eight on Fanduel. Forty eight hundred dollars on Fanduel. Uh, DDV is forty eight hundred dollars on Fanduel as well. He's a small forward on Fanduel. He is. Yeah. That is crazy. Um, that's Dante Divincenzo for those that are not aware. Yeah. <sighs> Doesn't play in blowouts. That's the problem. Like, I don't know why he doesn't play in blowouts, but he does not play in blowouts. That's that's my concern. So if you're going to... I think if we have concerns about, like, the rest of the Bucks, we got to have concerns with him. I know he's, like, cheaper. Right. But he still just doesn't play. I, I don't get it. Because don't you want to, like, continue to develop this guy? Probably. Yeah. Um. But... Uh, not, not to touch upon every single small forward on this league, because there's a lot of them. <laughs> Uh, but Rui Achimura did return uh, yesterday, 25 minutes. He's a up. small forward? He's a small forward. It's $5,000 $5, on Vandal. Well, they have Davis as a power forward. So yeah, at least well, they didn't double me up there. But Denny, Denny Avija is also a small forward. So you're not you know playing him anyways. But, you know, that's what that is. I mean, yeah, Rui's, Rui was damn good against the Bulls. He's, I mean, he's just a really good talent, like offensively especially. So. Uh, against this Minnesota team, I like him. Um, for both both Fandle small forward and DraftKings power forward. If he's going to play the back to back, I mean, it was just wasn't it Corona? Or it no, was... no, he had conjunctivitis. Oh yeah, he had the conjunctivitis. Right, right, right. Well, well they said he was going to miss three weeks with conjunctivitis. It has. I don't think it, it was three weeks. I think they realized that there's ointment for that that clears it up in a couple days. Uh, yeah. yeah, and he looked damn good. So, I, yeah, I'd be willing to yeah. go back to Give him some goggles and stick him out there. What are we doing? 
Um, no, he's he's very powerful only on DraftKings. That's hilarious, though. Um, all right, let's jump on over to power forward. Giannis is here at the top. You know, he smashed against Miami. Why? Right? It was a competitive game, you know, and they were able to keep it in there for a while. He triple doubled. But then you look at the games where it's been blowouts and 34 and 32 fantasy points, 26 and 24 minutes. It has to be a competitive game for Giannis to get out there. I, I just can't pay for him. He's another GBP only play because of that. Yep. 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 And it's sad, but like, like you can play in a stack if you think that this game stays close. Giannis Levine, right? Like you play Giannis Levine in like a game stack if you think it stays close. Or, and maybe like Drew Holiday, but in in cash you don't go there. No, don't. it's 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 too tough to go there in cash. And I say that the same about the guy below him. If LeBron James is active, I'm not playing Anthony Davis, even though it is a fantastic matchup for him. It was a great matchup for him last time. He gave you 39 fantasy points. Yeah, he's been tough. Uh, he's just, been tough. It's, yeah, a, it's been a less than ideal start for Anthony Davis. You, you know what I think it could be is possibly Dennis Schroeder usage. I think, yeah, because the shot attempts haven't really been there, right? 16 is his most, like, which is fine, but we're used to Anthony Davis taking, what, 20 shots per game? Yeah, and Schroeder's, taking, all of 15, last year. Schroeder's taking 15 shots a game. So, like, you know, it, it, it's weird to think that that's where Schroeder's shots are coming from. It's coming from Anthony Davis, but <laughs> it feels like that's where those shots are coming from. So, Anthony Davis, I'm looking. Um, so, this year has a 24... 0.8% usage rate. Uh, Schroeder is at 25.7. Yeah. Last year, Davis' usage rate was at 29%. So we're seeing a 5% decrease in usage, which is definitely alarming for a guy we're paying over 9K. And if you take if you take LeBron off the floor, Schroeder's is over 30. I mean, it's... And we're DS, paying $3,000 less for yeah, Schroeder. Yeah, has showed up and showed out in L.A. Yeah, I mean, $3,000 less for a guy giving us the same production as Anthony Davis. Now, this is not us, like, poo-pooing on Anthony Davis, the player, because he's a top-five player in the NBA. And he could go off at any point. And he could go off against Keldon Johnson and Jakob Pertl right here. Or LaMarcus Aldridge, whoever is active. But it's very hard to trust. And it's strictly mass-entering tournaments, playing 150 lineups, and you have a couple shares. If I'm if I'm twenty maxing, we'll be a little bit more realistic for for those listening. If we're playing right. the 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 four dollar twenty max or whatever, Andy Davis is probably making two of my lines. Two. I was literally going to say two. I was actually going to say two. I would yeah. I would do a ten percent, and that ten percent is probably just because it's an L A S A stack, you know, like San Antonio Lakers game stack. There, he's probably in two lineups. Um, it's just like you said that that usage is is Dennis Schroeder is there and taking it. If LeBron gets ruled out, I flip the switch. You know, like Davis's usage with LeBron off the floor is over thirty percent as well. Like it's it's him and Dennis Schroeder would be the best combo I think in, in yep. fantasy today. If that ends up being that right. that game stack would be so interesting, so interesting. Right, um, Jason Tatum. You know, basically just sat back and let Jalen Brown do his <laughs> thing against Memphis. He only played twenty three minutes. Um, you know, but again, he's been he's been very solid all season long, giving you all the peripheral numbers. Uh, gets Detroit today, no Blake Griffin. It's going to be either Jerry and Grant or Josh Jackson or you know one of their wings. What's his at this price? Ninety five. He's only eighty six hundred on DK. 
That's a good number for him. Which I think is super intriguing and slate breaking esque because we know there's sixty there's a sixty burger in, in Tatum and this feels like one of those spots, to be honest. It it feels like like we played Jalen Brown and didn't get a full complement of minutes out of Jalen Brown because the blowout. Doesn't it feel like this could be that type of situation where like Boston blows him out, but Tatum has forty after three quarters or yeah. Like, I mean, Boston's only getting blowout wins if if Tatum and Brown are going for monster games. Right. One of them. So, um, uh, sad sad for me the other day in that Brooklyn Atlanta game was because uh, John Collins finally had an explosion. Uh, 30 and 10 played 30 minutes, 45 fantasy points. I had played Collins and slates prior and he got <laughs> 25 minutes and I didn't get it. I didn't understand why this was happening to me. Um, but again, no Gallinari already. If Hunter's ruled out, like they're lacking depth in that front court. Um, Collins at 7k on FanDuel in the same matchup that you just crushed in, you know, I, I'm tempted to go back there. Yeah. I mean, I think just getting exposure to this game is appealing and the price tag is amazing. 7,200 on DK is also amazing. Um, and outside of like, he's like the only guy for me here in this mid tier. Like there's nobody really else. There's a lot of injuries in this next tier. There is a ton of injuries, um, everywhere. So I, he's like the only mid tier play. I could see his ownership being really high because of it on a 10 game slate. Uh, I don't know if I'd go cash, but I could see him being like 30, 35% owned in tournaments on a 10 game slate, which is really high. But yeah, I could see him sitting somewhere in that range. Uh, the next tier of guys that are actually healthy, <laughs> we have P- on FanDuel PJ Washington, Draymond. We have a returning Draymond Green. Oh. Robert Covington, Boyan, who could be on my list after yesterday's two fantasy point performance. Uh, and then Davis Bertans, who played um, 26 minutes against Chicago in that first game. I think this is where it's important to note here, James. Because it was going to be a back-to-back, he only played 21 minutes yesterday. I think they're right. gearing him up to play minutes today. That could be the case. That could be the no, case. No be- Russell Westbrook, and they, they right. limited Bertans yesterday to 21 minutes. Now, they only played 21 minutes because Ruyachi Moru returned. Maybe. But I think with no Westbrook, they're going to need some additional scoring. If Bertans plays mid-20s minutes again today at 4,800 on FanDuel, you know, I, I think I can get behind that. On DraftKings, it's 52. You know, it's Minnesota, though. It's interesting to me because they have three, like, really good bigs in Hachimura, Bertans, and Thomas Bryant. And, like, if two of them are playing well, one of them gets axed. You know, like, right. one of them is left off the floor. So... It's tough to predict who that guy is. Like, when Bertans is shooting well, he's unstoppable. So can we get that here against Minnesota? Sure. I'm, I'm hoping, that selfishly, that Rui gets ruled out today, too. Just, like... On a back-to-back? Yeah, and, and like I said, I know it was conjunctivitis, right? But, like, I that's what my hope is. I'm hoping they arrest him for today, get let him play the one game, and then we get, you know, a full Bertans game here. Could we see it, like reverse could we see i uh, know bertans has played for in five games and he played the back-to-back he only played 19 minutes though mm, but there wasn't a minutes this minutes cap has been risen or has been yeah, elevated to 26 yeah, 27 okay. so yeah. tournaments yeah um i think both him and hachimura are both pretty pretty strong options in tournaments uh when i mentioned draymond green he seemed a little excited there he's 6k on fanduel 
you know, I have to think he's at least going to be limited anyways, but, you know, are you, do you do you want to play Draymond Green here? No, I'm more happy, like, for the Warriors, because I think the Warriors instantly become, like, a much, like, a significantly better team with Draymond on the floor. I think that there's, he does so much for this Warriors team. I think he's going to take pressure off. Oubre is going to take pressure off um, Wiggins, and eat, uh, pressure off Curry to not just bring the ball down every time up, you know, so... Yeah. Um, I'm more excited for Golden State's long-term standing than I am using Draymond in this spot. But if he was not limited, mm, I think there's going to be a lot more triple-double upside this year than we've seen from Draymond in a couple of years. Um, what are we doing with Naz Reed? He only played 19 <laughs> minutes. They got torched, though. So, yeah. mm, like, I, I think he's fine. In those 20 minutes, he put up 17 fantasy points. So, like, it's... It was pretty productive, so I think we can go to Naz Reed. Uh, probably not in t- in cash because we obviously saw how that played out, but I think in tournaments um, he's in play. I think someone that we can go in cash is Jay Crowder. I was say Jay Crowder broke the slate last night. Had a really good game. The frustrating part is he only scored three actual points after halftime, and he had a monster first half, but thirty-seven minutes is super that was, that was the big thing for me because you know Dario Saric had returned I didn't know how much he was going to cut into it like they have a lot of guys you know that play that small forward power Cam, forward Cam Johnson, Cam Johnson is like well. out of the rotate like 18 minutes max for Cam Johnson yeah. Crowder's been good man He's if I'm really getting good. 30 plus minutes out of Crowder which I mean listen he deserves to be a starter in this league so Agreed. like you know, like, I think that he should be playing 30 to 32 minutes, probably. It was good to see him play 36 there. You know, he is unexciting, you know, but he does what he does and usually does it pretty well. Um, so for under, you know, he's $4,200 yesterday. I'm, I'm kicking. I wish I played him over Boyan Bogdanovich. Let me tell you that much. Um, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think he's someone that you can play, you know, he's a hustle effort guy. So, you know, I, I don't think that's ever going to really deter uh, some of his value, you know, where we talk about, you know, pure jump shooters off back-to-backs and worry about their legs and the travel days. You know, I think Crowder's going to be okay with that. Yeah, and he doesn't jump when he shoots. So are we really worried? <laughs> like, he, his, I've never seen him leave the floor when he shoots a jump shot. So, like. Uh, not, not a lot of elevation. <laughs> there is no, there is no, there is no, like, space between his shoes and the floor when he, when he leaves or when he shoots, so. Uh, not uh, worried about the the jump shooting aspect here. Royce O'Neal was the unsexy punt play last oh night. Oh my god, he is just the worst. He uh he but he again twenty four fantasy points, three straight games now twenty fantasy points. He's thirty nine hundred dollars on Fanduel. Uh, on DraftKings, Royce is priced out at forty two hundred dollars. It's the Clippers. He plays a ton of minutes. He doesn't shoot, but at least when he does shoot, he's hitting at least half of them, and they're usually threes. So that's nice to see. Uh, the, he's aggressive on the boards. I mean, again, not I don't li- I don't want to, but again, if you're looking to go stars and scrubs, I think you you can get eighteen to twenty four fantasy points out of Royce O'Neal. Yeah, look, I, I said that more jokingly than anything. I do think, like, I mean, no, I didn't because he's really boring and it, it is the worst to watch. Um, His floor is zero, but his ceiling is like thirty eight. You know, like. If he if he goes four for four from three, he gets you double digit rebounds and like three steals in a game. Like he's gonna he's gonna kill it for you. You know, it's oh, just like right. All right. And last night is fine. You know, at thirty nine hundred 
or he was 3,800 last night. That's good. 42, if he gets this last night, also it's fine. It's more cashy than, than tournament play. Um, but like, I think there's like a couple options here. I think Royce O'Neal is an option. I think Jared Culver, who's a a power forward only on, which is wild to me. Um, but he's a power forward forward on FanDuel. He's power forward only, uh, What's Did you his see name? how Dirty. bad he shot the other day? Yeah, he was... Look, I know. He was 0 for 10. 0 for 10. <laughs> he had 10 rebounds, though. It doesn't get worse than that, right? It actually can't get worse than that. Um, Josh Okogie's already been ruled out. So I think that there's some merit to going to Culver here, 4,100. It's a massive pace of spot. We know Washington is just a... They're currently third in the NBA in pace um, behind the Bulls and behind Golden State. So you have to love that. Um, and then I think Thad Young. It's like, what do you do with Thad Young, who's 3,500, second leg of a back-to-back? We know there's no Laurie Markkinen. We know there's no Chandler Hutchinson. Um, he played 27 minutes and put up 31 fantasy points, and he's only and he's price decreased. Do we trust Thad? Um, I don't know, but, like, what do we need out of Thad? 25 minutes here? Tw- and if he gets us 25 fantasy points, we're we're really cooking because he's 35. So um, I would consider those three guys to be pretty strong values in between O'Neal Culver and um, Thaddeus Young. Any Jordan Vanderbilt interest? Uh, it's like, it's been weird because they're, they're playing like three guys. Right. It's a power forward. That's the problem. And that that's probably the problem with Naz Reed, but like, you know, Nazreed played 28 minutes when the game was more competitive or the post-Towns injury. Sure. I don't know. I don't, like, want to play someone who's going to play 15 minutes on a 10-game slate. That's fine. You know, like, Derek yeah. Jones is the same price. Derek Jones obviously didn't do, hasn't done anything, but he's 35, 37, and 36 minutes the last three games, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd rather just take my shot on a guy who's actually playing minutes and i think we shouldn't overlook kuzma if lebron sits i think just a, yeah. a mention of kuzma suffices but if yeah, lebron sits, had 50 percent ownership the other day when, AD, when anthony davis sat out so i mean like it's gonna be the same thing it's gonna be the same thing people are gonna pivot right to uh, kyle kuzma all right let's wrap this up at center um nikola Jokic 10-2 uh 10 turnovers on Fanduel the other day absolutely killed you because you lose a point per turnover um, yeah. but he's still triple double. So like it is Phoenix. It's a great spot for him. Another triple double, three and four games. You can't have ten turnovers on Fanduel though. You'll it's just you know you're paying. He got fifty two fantasy points because of the ten turnovers at over ten thousand dollars. It's like bare minimum value. Um, and I think there's other centers that I like, but Jokic also has could not turn the ball to over ten times and give you seventy. So. Definitely one of the top plays on the slate. I'm probably going to have him in some lineups because, you know, the the way he has been playing consistently, at least he's filling it up for you. So I like it. Um, you know, Bam against Dallas, I'm a fan of. You know, I know Jimmy Butler coming back could change little things, but Bam has been very strong. Uh, Rudy Gobert against the Clippers. Centers against the Clippers have been strong all year. Gobert last night, another big game for him, 18-14, a block and a steal. It was the first game all season he didn't have an assist. So it kept him under 40 fantasy points, but he was right there for you. On DraftKings, Jonas Valanciunas is very expensive, but on FanDuel, he's still 7,700. 
And he's going up against Charlotte, a team that we love centers against. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think this is going to be a blowout. And in that blowout against Boston, 24 minutes, 20 points and 11 rebounds. <laughs> so, like, I think on FanDuel, $7,700 Joe Val is one of the top plays of the slate. Are you paying the DraftKings price for him, though? No, three hundred dollars. No, I don't. I don't like that price. I'd well, rather go seventy-four, to, and I think you get maybe the yeah. same. That's 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 the pivot. I would rather go down to Gobert, who's been super consistent, forty-plus fantasy points in all four games this year. Um, I'd rather play Jokic for obviously much more expensive, but I'd rather play Jokic in the triple-double upside he's bringing without Michael Porter. Um, I'd probably still go to Nurkic even though like it hasn't been there. But again, that Portland game was a disaster from the start. Uh, I'd rather go DeAndre Ayton. Hmm. That's yeah, probably where I'd start. I'm probably out on Ayton against Denver. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, Nurkic is axed for me because they're playing Cantor. <laughs> um, yep, that's happening. That's real. So well, uh, well, like again, and I talked to Sean about this on the live stream. The last time I know um, it's a blow. Uh, I get it. It's, he's it's getting blur. this run in like Nurkic played 30 plus minutes in a competitive game. So we suspect this to be one of those. Wiseman is going to have problems with the bigger body, I think, in Nurkic. So I, I don't know. I in torn like I'm not playing Nurkic in cash, but in tournament 6700, I think is a little appealing to me. Okay. Um, Mason Plumley. 6,200 on, on FanDuel, 57 on DraftKings? Yeah, I think Plumley and Thomas Bryant are like these two mid-tier guys I, I'm interested in because um, Thomas Bryant went for 41 fantasy points, uh, probably more on FanDuel because he had three blocks and a steal, but um, 41 fantasy points on DraftKings – and now there's no four straight games of 30 minutes has been great for him as well. Right. The the minutes have been tremendous. And that's with Bertans and Hachimura at least at least yes uh yesterday right. um 34 minutes. So now no Westbrook. Um, and now no Westbrook. So I think Bryant clear like there's more there's a double double factor here. He we saw his rebounds go from five to seven um that second Orlando game. He also had five assists in that second Orlando game. So maybe the offense running through Thomas Bryant a little more. Um, interesting little tidbit there. And, uh, yeah, Mason Plumley outside of the last game has been great. And, you know, w- whatever. We- we'll give Tristan him a Thompson's reprieve. Back, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a tougher spot than it had been in the years past. You know, Thompson played 27 minutes in the game before their back-to-back against Memphis, which he sat out. It could be a time now where Thompson's minutes cap is being increased. 4,200, um, huh? You know? Wow. He's I mean, again, he, he's, he's a little unexciting. You know, he he is your pure double double, but doesn't really uh, give you blocks or steals or assists. You know, so he's probably a better DraftKings play where you at least you get the couple point bonus there. Um, you know, but if he does ever decide to block some shots again, you know, he, there there could be some upside for him there. Um, Jared Allen, I've been touting him since the beginning of the season, basically. Um, coming off the bench and just owning that usage rate, 15 points, 13 rebounds against Atlanta. Um, you know, he was starting out the year with a ton of blocks. The last two games, no blocks. But 26, 34, 27, 25, and 30 fantasy points in the five games 
this season. It's the same spot. Clint Capello is only playing 19 minutes a game right now. They're sliding over John Collins at center. And I think that's when Jared Allen's the one that's coming on the floor. <laughs> so I, I'm big on Allen there at 56 on on uh, on FanDuel. Yeah. Um, I don't hate the – I like the FanDuel price more because the block's upside. I don't love 5,800 on DK for a guy – you get the double double points with him, though. I mean, we, we do, but like, I think the blocks are more valuable than the double double. Like, do we get the it's a one and a half bonus, which is I'm not saying it's nothing because it's obviously something, but if he goes for four blocks, I mean, that's 12 fantasy points on Fandle. Sure. Um, and like, like, uh, Thomas Bryant is only $500 more, Mason Plumley's actually $100 cheaper. Sure. Tristan Thompson's forty two hundred dollars on DK. Um, I don't like. I like it, and I think you're you've been spot on with Jared Allen. You've been on him pretty much every slate, and he's really looked good. But his Fanduel upside feels better to me than his DraftKings upside. Um, what, where are you on Bismack? He's played thirty minutes in three straight games. It's crazy. Um. Yeah, I mean, you can't deny the minutes in the production. He's, and in all those games, he's been over 20 fantasy points. So uh, we need about 24 for 5x at 4,900 here. And I think he's going to be on the floor with matching Valanciunas minutes. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's a good play. I Like, I'm just – my only issue, I guess, now, now that I see Tristan Thompson at 42 and you mentioned the minutes restrictions came, seem to be coming or just – rising i mean 27 minutes last game like i'm gonna have a hard time not playing him at 4200 dollars. that's a really good price for tristan thompson that's a good number for him i agree with you and there i mean you know he's starting because he's active so like right you know what what you know i think i'd be more worried possibly is if they come out with the starting lineup tonight and like daniel tice isn't starting you know they go back to more more of a traditional you know, Jeff Teague, yeah. Marcus Smart, and then Tice is now off the bench as the backup center. I think that could lead to maybe a little bit more restriction for, for Thompson. But, you know, they signed Thompson to help him out in this department. They needed a little bit more toughness, size, you know, more of a true center, even though he is undersized as well. Like, Daniel Tice is really a power forward, not a center. Uh, and they don't trust Robert Williams to play enough minutes yet. So, um, yeah, I'm with you there. It's just it's a really good number for him. Um, probably the final guy. I mean, we talked about Cantor already. I think, you know, he does what he does in his limited minutes. Um, if you want to play game narrative here, thoughts on Bobby Portis? Yeah, Bobby Portis has been a blowout machine this year, huh? Right. I mean, Christmas Day, he was really good. The following game against the Knicks, he was really good. Sure. Um, and it's a revenge narrative, John. It's true. Nick, uh, not Nikola Miritich. Yeah, was it Nikola Miritich that he punched in the face? It was Nikola Miritich. Yeah. That he punched in the face. Right, right, right. Miritich isn't there. Shout out um, to Nikola Miritich, where whatever he is. Tonight uh, should doing. be like Nikola Miritich bobblehead day in Chicago, or oh, they're in Milwaukee. I guess it doesn't matter. I was saying to try to troll. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, like, listen, Brook Lopez is not playing at all really this year uh, because of those blowout games. Um, you know, even twenty-five minutes against Miami, I think they're they're actually pretty comfortable using Bobby Portis as their as their backup power forward center there, uh, they're using, you know, Giannis apparently isn't playing some time at the five. So um, 
you know, Portis is a lot of energy. So I just wanted to throw him out there because of, uh, you know, the way he has been at least seeing the floor of late. But other than that, I, there, there's not really anybody else that's jumping out to me here. Um, yeah, nope. that's, pro- that's probably it, right? I like, love the Portis call for the record for tournaments. Yeah, yeah I, I really do. Because if you're going to play that narrative, which we've we've kind of discussed all, all pot, right? 14 and a half point spread. Um, Milwaukee has been in four blowouts already. Like, it's hard not to like Portis playing 25 minutes right now with just the activity that he brings to the floor, shooting the basketball and, you know, on the glass. So, yeah, and he's giving you a steal in four straight, a block right. in three or five. Like, yeah, it's really good production out of a bench guy. He's literally been better than Brooke Lopez. He might as well just start playing over Brooke Lopez. I'm just kidding. Brooke Lopez is good. Uh, he's, and he's $4,500 on DraftKings, you know, so. Yeah, in tournaments, I'm going to have some shares, I think. I'm, I'm going to play the narrative. I'm, I'm with playing you. the narrative. All right, everybody. That wraps up the podcast for today's 10-game New Year's Day slate. Uh, obviously, full day, uh, value vault, starting five, playbook, uh, fast break will all be out there for you. Uh, if you have any questions, you know where to hit us up on Twitter and subscriber chat. Get at us. We'll answer your questions. And we're going to have another winning day. So let's get to it. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later.